everybody, and welcome into our broadcast here at CITR 101.9. My name is Jacob Ayer, and alongside me are Jake McGrail, Liz Wang, Corey Branson, and Nico Roselli of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. Let's take a trip back, all the way back to your childhood, where a friendly coach may have told you once that what matters in sports is having fun. This simply is not true come November in Canada West. It is time for the true Vikings, the go-getters, and the champions to shine while all others fade into blackness. This is the time where the Thunderbirds are in the midst of their fall sports journey to claim the cup. It's women's rugby and both soccer teams who are still playing for this, their lives this past week while rowing and swimming dominated waterways. Basketball swept its competition. Volleyball and hockey shared split results between the men and women. And golf prepped for action in Arizona. Yeah, in the world of volleyball, um, this week both men and women's volleyball team had their first Canada West home opener in the past weekend. For the men's volleyball team, the season is taking a really good fresh start. They hosted the visiting University of Mount Royal Cougars in the weekend and won the back-to-back weekend series in 3-1 for both games, extended their winning streak to two games. They are now ranked 7th in Canada West, one step up from the previous week. The front attack trio of Matt Neves, Michael Dalhaniak, and Colton Liu were humming across both games. On Friday, Neves and Dalhaniak led the team with 11 kills, followed by Liu with 9. Then on Saturday, Dalhaniak led the team with 14 kills, really stepped up this past weekend, followed by Neves with 12 and Liu again with six this time. Yes, yeah, a little back and forth between these three. And other than that, UBC continued to be strong in serving. The Thunderbirds got 15 aces on Friday. That is three times more than their op- opponents. And on sa- Saturday, they came back with a strong serve, earning 13 aces. That's almost two times to the Montreal Cougars. Yeah, on the middle defense line as well, second-year middle Gerard Murray also had a really strong showing, uh, especially on sh- Saturday. Uh, he recorded four blocks and two aces. Uh, nice play for that bench player. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the women's team, um, on the on the on the other hand, did not have a great weekend as the men's. Uh, they were sweeped by un- undefeated number one ranked Cougars in both nights, which means they did not win even a single set the entire weekend. So they're now ranking at six in the conference and have lost three matches in a row. Yeah, Jake and I had the pleasure of calling these matches across the weekend, and wow, were those Cougars insane! They dominated. There wasn't really a single set where the Thunderbirds stood stood much of a chance. It is not looking great for a UBC on the weekend, but uh, hopefully when they play not a super elite team like Mount Royal, they'll be looking a bit better. Gabby Atea for the Thunderbirds led the team and kills both games. She got eight on Friday and then seven on Saturday. Yeah, and um, other than that, UBC's hidden percentage dropped below zero on Friday um, with an average of... Minus 0.071. And on Saturday, the hidden percentage went back a bit to 0.046, but still was much worse compared to Montreal's 0.231. Yeah, we didn't see Liv Furlan on the court in the weekend. According to a reliable resource, she's currently <laughs> undergoing a severe injury and won't come back to the court very soon. Uh, also, I think we have an update on Tessa yeah, Davis. Tessa Davis. So she's pulling a bit of Kira Hanley, who was a player on the volleyball team last year. Hanley 
went abroad and studied in Scotland. Yeah, Scotland, indeed. So Davis, while I don't think necessarily in Scotland is abroad studying, she will be coming back, which is good for the Thunderbird team who struggled at the net. She's a big presence there in the middle for them. Yeah, and um, after that, both volleyball teams now have a bye week before heading to the court again next weekend at home against University of Calgary Dinos. So after the Friday night match, Ben Nelson of CITR, CITR Sports had a chance to talk with Anna Price about a recent award that she won, and she's now the captain of this team. We'll listen in to hear what she had to say. Uh, I'm Ben Nelson of CIT, CITR Sports in UBC. I'm here with uh, Anna Price, captain of the UBC women's volleyball team. Um, congrats on winning the Rick Hansen uh, Leadership Award. Um, what does this award mean to you? Uh, it's obviously a tremendous honor. Um, Rick Hansen is just quite possibly one of the most incredible role, model, role models, um, especially for Canadians. And um, yeah, I, I think this word, there's a lot of people on my team that it could have gone to. And I think, um, yeah, he just embodies what we as a high level sports team really try to reach. Uh, it was a tough, a bit of a tough battle for you guys tonight. Um, what do you guys think you can do to rebound for next game? Yeah, it was a tough go tonight. Um, I'm actually proud of how we finished out the match. I think um, we dipped quite a bit in the middle, but I think um, we can build off of the long rallies and um, the aggression that we were starting to see a little bit uh, towards the end of the match. And I think um, that we can really learn something from that and start to yeah, really feel like we have it in ourselves to come back when things aren't going great. All right, well, good luck in your next match. Thank you so much. Again, that was Anna Price. Huge thank you to Ben Nelson for conducting that interview. And now we'll dive into the world of rowing. The men's and women's rowing teams both repeated as national champions this past weekend in Elk Lake, Victoria. Both teams had strong individual results on their way to winning the Canadian Rowing Championship, with both sides winning gold in multiple races. Rowing will now be out of action until March of 2020. Yeah, for the men, it was their sixth national championship all time, tying UVic and Western for the most of any country or any school in the country, rather, and set a record their fourth consecutive title. So a new uh, dynasty, yeah, new dynasty, national dynasty for this men's rowing uh, team. Well, someone had to step up when women's field hockey stepped down. <laughs> it always comes back to women's field hockey. That's true. I mean, seven. 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 Come on. Let's we'll see if Rowan can do it. Swimming also. UBC was able to just edge out Western in this one, winning the title by a slim margin of two points. It was a 110-108 finish. The men's team had two first-place finishes on the day with Carl Zimmerman, who won gold in men's singles, and UBC also took gold in the men's eight. And speaking of back-to-back, Coach Mike Pierce, second straight men's Coach of the Year honor. So congratulations to him as well. Did a great job with this team. Yeah. On the women's side, just as much success. The women's team won their third Canadian National Rowing Championship. They defeated second place UVic by four points overall. That was 115 to 111. Yeah, they won gold in four different races. Emma Starr and Renee Lafreniere won gold in the lightweight women's pairs. 
UBC is a team won gold in the lightweight women's quads. Katie Clark brought it home in the women's singles. And Julia Lindsay won gold in the lightweight women's singles. Katie Clark is a beast. She was in my residence when I was a residence advisor back a couple years ago. She was like honestly the nicest person, but super dedicated athlete. Glad to see that she won the gold. Yeah, we're going to stay in the water for this next sport. We're going to talk about swimming. UBC swim teams participated in a meet this weekend, and lucky us, we actually have some results to share <laughs> Thank with you. Thank you, swimming. Thank you, swimming team. This was the Audlin Brown Colleges Cup Pacific. It was held right here on campus at the Aquatic Center. Both teams as defending national champions naturally have pretty high expectations of themselves, and while they won both their halves of the meet, it was a tight competition throughout. The women's team emerged victorious, but just barely. It was by the skin of their teeth. It was a finish where ten hundred, where 1,040 points went to the Calgary Dinos, or went to the UBC Thunderbirds, and the Calgary Dinos were able to amass 1,009 after the Albertan squad put together a very strong second-day rally. The Team West All-Star squad took home a bronze with 833.5 points. Yeah, the top Thunderbird on the women's side was fourth-year Quincy Brozo, who took both the 50- and 100-meter freestyle events, the latter of which she had a personal best 54.59 seconds. Brozo also joined Anna Dumont-Belanger, Mackenzie Gunther, and Megan Dalk to win the 4x100-meter freestyle relay, and that was a new meet record their time of 3 minutes 43.76 seconds. They beat the record set by a Thunderbirds team two years ago. Yeah, Manitoba's Kelsey Wog was arguably the most dominant swimmer competing as she broke four meet records, three of them her own uh, from previous years. That was in the 50-meter breaststroke with a 30.31, the 200-meter breaststroke with a 218.74, and the 100-meter breaststroke with a 104.80. Her fourth shattered record was in the 200-meter backstroke, a 208.31, so a very successful day. And now looking at the men, the Thunderbird men's team did not have to fight quite so hard for their victory as their final point tally of 1,031 kept them comfortably in front of the Dinos with 869.5. Uvic rounded out the podium with 716 points. Yeah, there weren't nearly as many uh, meet records toppled on the men's side compared to the women's, but second year Brody Young did get a new meet record with a 4 minutes 13.68 seconds in the 400 meter individual medley, so congratulations to him. And a couple more Thunderbirds, without breaking records, were able to take home doubles. It was Jaron LeFranc, who was victorious in the 50-meter breaststroke at 28.56, and the 200-meter breaststroke at 212.11. Meanwhile, Alex Pratt took gold in the 100-meter freestyle at 49.73, and the 400-meter freestyle at 3 minutes, 49 seconds, and 17 milliseconds. We sure do give out a lot of times when we're talking about swimming. <laughs> well, it's hard to break it down otherwise yeah. without the video footage, but um, yeah. impressive numbers across, and the medals are what really matter at the exactly. end of the day. Yeah. Breaking records and getting those trophies. Yeah, hopefully they keep it up. I mean, they have the pedigree at least. It's a few weeks off now for both teams before the Canada West Championships. That's November 22nd to 24th in Lethbridge. The UBC teams have swept this competition for the past six years, with the women winning the four prior years as well. But if this warm-up was any sign of things to come, these teams could be challenged on their way to 7th heaven. Hopefully uh, we can continue our absolute domination of the western uh, half of Canada. It's been very nice to cover that over the last couple of years. 
Meanwhile, looking to basketball, finally got the regular season underway, and both teams got off to a good start as they went a combined 4-0 on the road against Regina. The men's team won both their games by 11 points exactly, 83-72 in the first, and it was so nice they ran it back the next night, 82-71 in the second game of the weekend. Jaden Cohey led the team in scoring both nights with 24 points in Game 1 and 19 in Game 2. Friend of the show, Grant Shepard, put up points, averaged 17 across the two games. He also averaged uh, only six rebounds, but he also had five turnovers on the weekend. Manroop Claire struggled with his shot, usually a three-point specialist for the Thunderbirds. He was just 7 of 23 from the field on the weekend. He did contribute in other ways, though. He did chip in five and a half rebounds and four and a half assists on the weekends. Those assists were very critical because Mason Borsier was not on the court for the Thunderbirds and he wasn't able to make the trip on the road due to personal reasons. So hopefully they'll see him back on the court this coming week. Yeah, Claire, he's he's really struggled with his shots since coming back from injury, but hopefully it'll rebound soon. Then on a more serious note, (laughs) time to give an update on my boy Lincoln Rosebush. A little bit underwhelming in game one. Two points, two rebounds in 11 minutes. You might as well get an autograph, Jake. <laughs> Come on. Hey, it, it's you You would want an autograph too when you realize he had three points and three rebounds in two minutes in game two. That's efficiency. I mean, per 30 minutes, is that 40, <laughs> 40 points, 40 rebounds? You know, so if you extend it, it over a game, he's triple-doubling. He's double-doubling. Advanced stats, <laughs> God. It feels like every time we talk about Lincoln Rosebush, Jake, you always say underwhelming. <laughs> like, I feel like week after week, when is he going to overwhelm you? No, no, no. I'm saying that he, he was a little bit underwhelming in the first game, but then he more than made up for it in the second oh, game. Oh, I right? see. Okay. Yeah. He showed his uh, true powers. He reached his final form. Right. This is where the advanced analytics crowd comes in and says, no. <laughs> No, 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 he's actually doing really good. Right. <laughs> His PER is off the charts. Exactly. Um, next up, we have home openers tomorrow and Saturday against Calgary, who had a bye this past weekend. The Dinos have won 33 straight Canada West matches, not losing a conference game since January 25th of 2018 when Lethbridge beat them in overtime. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> that's, and, not, that's not good. And if you include national championship tournaments, the Dinos have won 38 of their last 39 competitive games. A ridiculous absolutely ridiculous number they've only lost to carlton in the u sports final match that came in march so they did lose the biggest game um but they've been extremely dominant but they are missing some players so we'll see what's able to happen they've had a lot of roster turnover the thunderbirds have lost their last six meeting with the dinos dating back to 2015 maybe something is due for this ubc side they have to lose eventually right and who's to say that ubc can't do it yeah and an interesting point all six of those previous games were all in calgary this is the first time that Calgary's actually coming to War Memorial Gym in almost You're in our years. house now. <laughs> Get ready, Dinos. War Memorial Gym doesn't bow down to nobody. It's November. It's winning time. Except the Mount Royal Cougars women's Except volleyball <laughs> team. Except Mount Royal's women's volleyball team who absolutely pulverized our volleyball team. It's, it's fine. We don't have to talk about that anymore after this show. Uh, then on, the, on the women's side, the women's basketball team also a great weekend. They shut down the two-time defending Canada West champion, Regina Cougars with a 70 to 58 win in game 1 and a 74 to 56 romp in game 2. Jessica Hansen had a great weekend. She led the team with 21 points in game 1. That was her highest single game point total in almost 2 years and also averaged 7 rebounds and 5 assists in the two games. Yeah, unsurprisingly, Kaylin Filowich was dominant. She averaged 19 and a half points on 62% shooting. 
Also had eight rebounds and four assists. Including the preseason, she's only shot under 60% from the field once all season. However, she's only shooting 50% from the free throw line. So still some places to improve there, but overall, great performance. We'll see if we end up uh, seeing Hakafilovich anytime soon, <laughs> given that she's shooting better from the field than the, than the free throw line. <laughs> Meanwhile, Haley Council was the only other Thunderbird to score in double digits in double digits in either game. She had 13 points on 5-11 shooting, but she chipped in seven rebounds in game two. Besides that, no one else topped Madison Legault's eight points in game one. Yeah, it really just shows how an offense, it's the Filowicz and Hansen show for the Thunderbirds. The two of them combined for 51% of UBC's points on the weekend while taking 45% of the team's shot attempts. So they're really dominating the play on that end. And on the other side of the ball, the Thunderbirds played excellent defense the whole weekend, holding Regina to below 35% shooting in both games. Last season, the Rams were fourth in Canada West with a 42% shooting average. Yeah, definitely a great weekend for the team. They also play Calgary this weekend, and though the Dimes women's side hasn't been as dominant as their men's counterparts in recent years, they did still finish a very strong 17-3 and last season. The Thunderbirds are 12-5 and all-time against them, but Calgary has won three of the last four meetings. So we're going to take a quick break now for ads and PSAs, then we'll come back to you with some Rugby updates, which includes the playoffs. We'll see how women's did here on Thunderbird Eye. Ah, humbug. A modern adaptation of A Christmas Carol celebrates the downtown Eastside community in its 10th annual and final season. It's the perfect family holiday treat filled with rock, blues, and Christmas carols. Plus, enjoy live music from a youth choir. Opens December 5th at SFU Woodwards, located at 149 West Hastings Street. For tickets and details, visit sfuwoodwards.ca. Alexa, what's a world without music? Okay, here's what I found for world without music. Bleak. And dreary and empty. Boring. Really boring. I wouldn't say dead, but... Really grim. A disaster. It's a world I don't want to live in. Luckily, we don't have to live in that world. And if keeping music alive in this world is important to you, come out to the fundraiser for CITR's music department. It's happening Saturday, November 9th at Redgate and will feature the musical stylings of local favorites, Ponytails, Sleepy Gonzales, and Kylie V. Doors at 8, $10 suggested donation at the door, though no one turned away for lack of funds. That's Saturday, November 9th. Come shake a leg and show your love for CITR's music department. Hello and welcome back to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Now, we have some updates in the world of rugby. Per usual, the men's rugby team, you know, they didn't give us a lot of details on how they actually performed throughout their match, but damn, they played well. They dominated Mariloma RC on the road at Cottonot Park to a tune of 52-5, utter domination for this men's side. Yeah, team is now 6-1 and one in Premier League. Premier League action, pardon me, and they're riding a six-game win streak as well. They're still tied for first overall in the Premier League with 29 points. UBC is currently deadlocked with Burnaby Lake for first place, and the two closest teams, Capilano and Seattle, are each only at 22, so this is looking to be a two-horse race 
already at this point in the season. Yeah, the men's rugby team, they get a break after seven straight weeks of uh, play. They'll pick things back up November 20th to 24th in Montreal for the third annual Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship, where the Thunderbirds have never lost. Woo! Two-time defending champs. Undefeated. Because that's how many there have been. 100% of the all-time titles have gone to UBC. It's a testament to how good this team is, though. There are a lot of teams that end up... It's hard to just qualify for it, UBC and UVic. It really comes down to those two in the West. But out of the eight that go, they've won it both years. Three-peat. More dynasties. 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 It's synonymous with UBC at this point. On the women's side, after having made U-Sports Rugby Championship for the first time in program history, the Thunderbirds unfortunately dropped their first match last week and were pushed into the consolidation semifinals where they ended up being beat by St. Francis Xavier X-Women, which is a great team mascot, uh, by a score of 26-24. to 24. It was a heartbreaking loss for them. That happened at Matt, Matt Anthony Field at the University of Ottawa. Yeah, although the X-Women opened the scoring with a try, UBC, they fought back continuously. They tied it in the 16th minute, thanks to a try from Gillian Bogue. Then when a turnover in the 25th minute allowed the X-Women to jump back into the lead with another try, it went into halftime uh, with St. Francis Xavier uh, leading. The X-Women again scored to open the second half, uh, but down 21, the Thunderbirds did respond. They first scored with Madison Gold, pushing her way through the defense and creating space for Bo Shellikens to get through for the try. However, that one came without a convert. Then Emily Baker on the UBC side scooped up a loose ball and dove across the try line while Shoshana Sumanatafa curled in the kick for a successful convert to cut the deficit just to 26-17 in the 59th minute. Yeah, and then Samana Toffa recovered a loose ball with just four minutes left, tossed it to Gold, who then ran nearly 70 yards by herself down the field for the try. Another convert put the Thunderbirds within two points, but they ultimately ran out of time, cursing that missed convert from earlier in the match, which I believe is similar to how they beat, I think it was UVic in yes. the Canada West playoffs. So maybe it was a bit of redemption from some some human up above our <laughs> atmosphere. Yeah, you win off of a missed convert, you lose off a missed convert. This was the official final match of the season for UBC Women's Rugby, who had a huge season. Big congratulations to them for winning the Canada West title for the first time in program history. Woo! And they put up a great fight at the U Sports Tournament. Big shout out to MVP Samana Tafa, who brought this team life all year long, as well as their head coach. And now jumping into the world of hockey, we'll start off by looking at the men's. Things did not get off to a great start this weekend for them, as they were shut out at home versus Saskatchewan by a score of 4 to nothing. If only somebody had said the word shut out, maybe it would have been 4 to 1, would have been better. <laughs> Things didn't get any better in game two. A late third period tally by Saskatchewan would tie the game at three, and then another late tally in overtime would hand UBC the series loss. Yeah, in game one, despite eventually losing 4 0, UBC actually got off to a somewhat decent start. They outshot the Huskies 14 to 8 in the first period, could not solve goalie Travis Child who made 27 saves to earn the shutout in uh, Game 1. The problem for this one was penalty trouble in this game, and that proved to be the big difference between the two teams. UBC took nine total penalties, resulting in 26 penalty minutes and eight power plays for the Huskies. Saskatchewan would finally break the deadlock on the power play at the 9.57 mark of the first period with the goal scored by Levi Cable. They would also add another on the power play in the second with just one second left to kill off, courtesy of Jared Dimitri. 
Yeah, meanwhile, UBC, not as great on special teams. They were not able to convert on any of their four power plays. And this was the fifth consecutive week where the Thunderbirds lost the first game of the series. They're not getting off to good starts against teams. And that definitely hurts. But moving on to Game 2, Game 2 hurts even more because the Huskies never held a lead and yet still managed to win. UBC special teams were clicking from the get-go in Game 2 with the power play converting two or four times and the penalty kill killing off seven of eight power plays. Why are they giving up eight power plays in back-to-back games? That That's just a little bit excessive. A bit much. <laughs> yeah, UBC opened the scoring off of Jake Kreisky. He had a three-on-one just five minutes into the period. That lead was then lost 28 seconds later when Lane Young managed to tie it for Saskatchewan. Then, after Austin Vetterall restored the lead for UBC, Cole Baum would eventually equalize again at the 1805 mark with the Huskies only power play goal of this game, so it wasn't as big of a factor as the previous. Then, with less than 30 seconds remaining in the period, Jonathan Smart converted on the power play with a slap shot, giving UBC the 3-2 lead, and that was his first as a Thunderbird. Yeah, congratulations to him. However, that lead would only hold until the third, when Donovan Newells would equalize with only five minutes left in the game. UBC would eventually lose, giving up the game-winning goal to the Huskies with only 30 seconds left in overtime. Rips your heart out. You hate to see it. UBC is next in action against Lethbridge after their bye week on November 15th. And now looking at the women's side, while the men dropped both of their games against the Huskies, the women managed to sweep their series winning game 1-3-2 and game 2-1-0. They have now won four consecutive games and have won six of their last seven. In game one, there was some interesting timing on the goals. Thunderbirds opened the scoring with Emma Hall with uh, less than five minutes left in the period. It seemed like they were going to carry that lead into the first intermission, but then Cheyenne Elias tied the game with one second left in the first period. That That's tough. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> and then the second period saw no goals, but what happened was the third, Kanisha Miss Wagon would put the birds back up by one on a power play goal of her own. That lead didn't last long, as another power play goal was scored by Bailey Borusa, with just over one minute left in the game. Gotta say, Kanisha Miss Wagon, great name. I know, <laughs> That's right? That's an incredible name. Uh, in overtime, there was no waiting until the final minutes this time around uh, when Hannah Clayton Carroll sealed the victory in just 30, 23 seconds into that period. Veteran presence. You gotta respect it. Yeah, game two was a lot less scoring. The only goal was from Hannah Coral, who scored on the power play in the second period. It was all the Thunderbirds needed to take the game one nothing. Big thanks to... Big thanks to Tori McLash. Everybody here at CITR <laughs> would like to send our congratulations to her. She has set a new program record for Career Canada West wins. That victory was her fourth of her career, setting a new record previously held by Danielle Dubé. Again, everybody here at CITR wishes her a huge congratulations. We could not be happier. And with that win, UBC is now first overall in the league with 19 points. Didn't think I'd be saying this late last year with all the different players leaving. Or after the first weekend when they were absolutely destroyed. Right, exactly. <laughs> a lot has turned around since then. The, th- the Thunderbirds are now heading into a bye week again, just like the men's. They will be taking on the Pronghorns in Lethbridge on November 15th as well. Moving on to soccer. Campeones, campeones, ole, ole, ole. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jake. For the third straight year, the seventh time this decade and the 20th time in school history, men's soccer are Canada West champions. They were hosting the Final Four here at Thunderbird Stadium. Our boys beat both Saskatchewan and Calgary 2-0 to 
to win the championship. Yeah, in the semifinals, the Thunderbirds absolutely dominated the Huskies, outshooting them 13-2. to That was 7-1 to in terms of shots on target. But it took until the 54th minute to find the breakthrough when substitute Kerman Panu finally broke the deadlock on a breakaway. From there, Thomas Gardner added insurance in the 82nd minute, and that set up a finals clash with Calgary, who were 7-6-1 in the regular season, but they were able to upset Mount Royal in the other semifinal. Yeah, that final, also a domination. Thunderbirds recorded 26 shot attempts, 13 on target, compared to just 5 attempts and 2 on target for the Dinos. And it was Victory Shambusho. Friend of the show! Friend of the show! (laughs) He opened the scoring with a penalty in the 27th minute before Thomas Gardner added his second of the weekend late in the first half. Yeah, the Canada West playoffs have been very easy for the Thunderbirds the last few years. 9-0 and the last three seasons with a 25-4 to goal differential. However, national championships not as good. Yeah, the national cha- championship tournament has been nearly as kind in recent years. The Thunderbirds have compiled just a 1-4 record at nationals in the past two years, so they're looking to turn that around. They still do have the most national championships of any school, at 12, but they haven't won it since 2013, so redemption may be on the horizon. Shambusho's now in veteran form. Gardner's in veteran form. You got a rookie base around these vets, and this might be their year. Yeah, we'll see how that goes for them. They first take on l'Université de Québec à Trois-Rivières. Sorry about my French. In the U Sports quarterfinals at 9.30 a.m. in Montreal. That's right now. They're playing right now. Woo! <laughs> Turn it on, folks. Yeah. Go to Canada West TV and go support your U-Sports, 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 U-Sports Live. Live. That's yeah. right. We're past Canada West. We already won that. <laughs> uh, Trois-Rivières finished first in the RSEQ with a 10-2 record but lost the conference championship to Montreal. These two teams have never played each other. Real talk, do they bad talk each other in English or French? <laughs> like, is are they, like, yelling at UBC when they're upset or the officials in French or English? I don't know. Do, do the referees, I'd assume they speak French because the, it's being held in Montreal. Right. So you might not be able to get So UBC is at an automatic disadvantage <laughs> here. <laughs> I, I'd assume the rest would be bilingual, so I probably won't be that bad. Uh, on the women's side, we came very close to a double as they also made it to the Canada West Finals, but they lost a close one to the Dinos. First, however, the Thunderbirds got a massive win in the semifinal as they beat Trinity Western for the first time in two years. The women's Final Four was held in Edmonton and it was not an easy win against the Spartans. Shot attempts were even at 10 apiece while UBC had the advantage of shots on target 6-3 to and Trinity Western had more corners 5-3. to both defenses held firm until late when UBC substitute and standout rookie Nisa Rehal scored the game's only goal in the 78th minute. It was her fourth of the season, which puts her second on the team behind Alyssa Hunt. Yeah, and that meant that, like the men's side, Thunderbirds lined up against Calgary in the final. Dino second in Canada West, 10-1-3. and We're playing Calgary so much lately in all the sports. And uh, they shut out UBC with a one nothing win to take their first conference championship in over a decade. Yeah, UBC's offense was sputtering in this one. They were outshot 10-6. to This was the second straight year where the Dinos knocked out the Thunderbirds in the playoffs after beating them in a penalty shootout in last year's semifinal. So a bit less heartbreaking compared to last year, but same result. But they did win silver, and silver is not bad. It means the Thunderbirds will go on and compete at the national championships for the first time since 2016. So that's a highlight for them. Like the men's side, the Thunderbirds have the most national championships of any school with six. And they last won it in 2015, so actually more recent than the men's side, although they haven't seen the tournament as recently as the men's team. 
Yeah, UBC will play Montreal in the quarterfinals. The game kicking off at 1 p.m. today in Victoria. The Carabins won RSEQ with a 10-2-2 record. These teams have only ever played once, and that was an exhibition match all the way back in 2009, which Montreal won one to nothing. Yeah, regardless of how these games go, it's nice to see UBC playing some teams they've never played before. In U Sports, so even better. Hopefully, uh, we don't we do we become the Vikings. We become those who don't back down. We become the champions. We are the we are the captains now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> All right, moving into golf. Uh, Our women's golf team has already finished for the year, but the men's team capped off 2019 in Mesa, Arizona at the NAIA Fall Preview, hosted by the Benedictine University Redhawks. The Thunderbirds finished the two-day tournament in 6th out of 11 teams at plus 56. However, they were sitting in 10th at the midway point, so the T-Birds fought back quite well for this middle-of-the-pack performance. Rookie Malcolm Glumpack provided the spark in UBC climbing the leaderboard as he shot a sound 2 over 73 in the second round. He ended up finishing tied at 16th at 12 over. Yeah, for the other Thunderbirds, Andre Wiersba tied for 22nd, plus 14. Andy Kim, Logan Carver were shot behind him, tied at 26th. And Keith N rounded out the squad in 43rd with a plus 24. So not ideal for yeah. this men's side. The team won't be pleased with this result, although they were competing without second-year standout Ethan DeGraff. When he returns to the squad, better better finishes should definitely be on the way. DeGraff is kind of like their Hulk. Like, don't mess with DeGraff. <laughs> Back off. Don't get him angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's just laying in wait. He's, he's going easy on the other teams right now. Right. Give them a chance, yeah. Exactly. It has to be at least be a battle. You don't want it to be a pulverization of the opponent every time. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa University, Arizona took home team and individual honors. The Spirit finished at plus one, 22 strokes better than the runner-up UVic Vikes, speaking of being Vikings in November, and 50 st- 55 strokes ahead of the Thunderbirds. Uaz's Noah Hoffman was the top golfer, finishing at minus nine after an unfathomable 764 on the second day. Only three rounds in the 60s were recorded at this tournament, and Hoffman had two of them. That's Amazing play very, for him. 64, wow. Impressive. Seven under. Wow. And now, uh, now golf gets to go into hibernation. Yeah, Thunderbirds have a few months off for the winter before they return on January 26th. They played the Pacific Individual Championship in Bremerton, Washington. And so we, we heard about some playoff soccer. What else is on the ledger this weekend? Yeah, well, Thunderbirds, I tried to see if they've kicked off yet. It doesn't look like it has. So men's soccer is either just kicked off or they're just about to against... Uh, Université de we'll have Quebec, Corey, Corey, Corey Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> three, the three Rivers of Quebec. They're playing them right now. Uh, women's soccer, as I mentioned, playing Montreal today. Besides that, not a ton this weekend. We got basketball playing their doubleheaders against Calgary tomorrow and Saturday. There's a cross-country meet in Kingston, Ontario that UBC will be taking part in on Saturday. And then there's a men's field hockey game against West Coast Kings A. FHC in Surrey on Sunday. And that's it. Volleyball has the bye. Hockey so has the bye, too. Hockey has the bye. So a lot less to cover this upcoming week. Maybe we'll try and bring you something a little extra. If you have time, tune into Canada West. Jake's taking over play-by-play this weekend for women's basketball as they take on really strong opponent in the Calgary Dinos. Again, more Calgary. But with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show... What you can do is keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is Rocket from Russia at 10 a.m. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Jake, Liz, Corey, and Nico with contributions from Ben Nelson. Listen Thursdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. on CITR Radio. Or go ahead and check us out on iTunes because we're there too. And iTunes is cool. 
at Thunderbird Eye. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful rest of your day.